0: recording in progress thank you all so much for joining me today before i begin i need to pray father god we just come boldly before your throne of grace god we thank you so much for just being a part of our lives thank you for gifting us with the holy spirit the gift of having access to your holy spirit we appreciate you god so i just thank you right now that you allow us to receive your word today That you allow us to gain new revelation, that you allow us to gain new interpretation, that you remove the veil off of the eyes of whoever needs to be able to clearly understand you and to clearly understand your word, God. For the people that can understand you, God, allow us to just grow into the maturity of understanding you even more than what we currently do. So, God, I just thank you for your word. Thank you so much, God. You said in your word, John 1 and 1, that in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. And so, you know, God, we just appreciate you today. We thank you for giving us your word because as we read your word, we understand that it's a part of you that we are receiving. We are receiving part of who you are, God, when we hear your word. And so we appreciate you, God. And I ask that you lead me in this discussion. Let me speak the things that are edifying to the hearer. Also encouraging and uplifting. But let me be firm at the things that I need to be firm with, God. Allow me to deliver your word exactly the way that you want me to. Not the way that I think that it may be but exactly the way that you want me to it use an exact tone that you want me to say it however you want me to say it whenever you want me to say it God prompt me with your Holy Spirit so that I can deliver your word exactly the way that you have given it to me to interpret and to understand God I thank you so much let your Word stay hidden in our heart Lord Allow us to retain it. I plead the blood of Jesus over our thinking right now. I take our thoughts into captivity for anything that would exalt itself above the knowledge of God. And I make our thoughts obedient to Christ right now in the name of Jesus Christ. So God, I thank you right now that you come into our hearts. Keep our hearts softened and melted for you so that we can receive your word. And be able to look at things from your eyes and not our own. And to hear through your ears and not our own so that we're perceiving things from your perspective, not ours. God, we want to understand what it means to make decisions centered on being being led by the power of your Holy Spirit, God, and not by the power of our flesh. So let us overcome our flesh and understand who you are by reading your word and obtaining the knowledge and the wisdom that we need in order to sustain in this world. God, we thank you today and um please allow your will to be done not ours but yours in the name of jesus christ it is sealed in your atonement wood amen thank you all so much for joining me today on Lost life and help let's talk about it now i know last week i said that i was kind of like done with the love hate and benevolence um discussion of the different groups that art sort of like displaying these love hate and benevolent traits and attributes so i really would like to just get started in the word today so that um you know we can gain some inspiration from the word of god so let me go ahead and share my screen and if you could go see your bibles to uh jonah jonah chapter one okay and so i was i was um looking over jonah yesterday and um the lord put some things on my heart so i want to share with you all so today i'm going to talk about quite a few things that we i was talking about in church today and also um what the pastor was talking about i always like to mention what my pastor is discussing even though i i am a member at this church even though i don't attend it every week but since i come in and out of chicago on a frequent basis i did join this church in 2018 so it is called apostolic pentecostal church of christ and um i've been going there quite a while um so when i come to chicago i'm always going to that church so that is basically my home church when i am in the city of chicago it is imperative for us to always have a home base that we call home meaning that you want to have a local uh church where you can you know sort of feel good about going to the house of the Lord and celebrating and understanding what God's word is. So you can fellowship with other people um, and not just sit at home. Even though we are living in a time that this is a hybrid society, it doesn't equate to you just, you know, like forgetting about fellowship. So God wants us to fellowship. It's so important. And I'm not the type of person that like really go out and, and just fellowship with just anybody. Yes, I am a very approachable person. Right, but I am not the type of person that have um I would say are that'll just allow anyone into my circle um so that's important for me to go to church and fellowship with other members of the body of Christ and so a lot of times when I do do that, I am kind of um I would say I am withdrawn a little bit, even though I. I know I'm supposed to fellowship with everybody. Instead of me like fellowshipping with everybody, I just I speak. I'm kind of withdrawn and reserved. Um, I've pretty much been that way for a while. But if you have a question, I see that your hand is raised. Um, Roshman, if you could go ahead and put it in the QA or you can put it here in the chat, and then I'll be able to see it and respond to it there. Okay, so um now I know that going to church it requires me to um to fellowship so the word of god tells us not to forget our meeting together so let me go to that scripture hebrews 10 and 25 it says in the amplified bible not forsaking our meeting together as believers for worship and instruction as is the habit for some but encouraging one another and all the more faithfully as you see the day of christ's return approaching and so what this means is that some people are forsaking the customs of what we should be doing which is coming to the assembly of god so when you think of the word synagogue when it mentions this, when the bible mentions The word synagogue, what it's referring to is an assembly. It's a gathering together, a place, you know? So it's a church, okay? That's what a synagogue is. So there are churches of Christ. There are also churches of Satan. And so um, the Bible talks about the synagogues of Satan, which is in the book of Revelation. Um, And throughout the Bible, God talks about um, the different synagogues that the uh, religious Pharisees were um, attached to. So when we think about just our assembling together you have to refer that to also uh coming to church you know it's a synagogue it's an assembly um when you think uh so let's look at the new king not the new king but the king james bible so the king james version says not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is but exhorting one another and so much the more as ye see the day approaching and so what this means is that if you choose to you know go to a party you're making that decision you're making that dedication or that commitment to go and hang out with your friends if you are going to hang out with your friends you could maybe just be going to a party to meet new friends but you've made that dedication you've shown that you know this is something that you want to commit to because ultimately you have to show up right so um it's like when you're going to work you show up to that job right you're not going to be late because you want to show that you are punctual you you can be a punctual person you're going to come to work you're going to be on time because you want to show your employer that you are punctual so you come to work on time you're dressed appropriately when you come to work so that is what we do when we go to work when you are Having or scheduling time with your friends, you're going to say, okay, I'm going to be here at this time You're going to make a commitment to show up to your friends celebrations or your family members birthday parties You're going to do all of those different things because guess what you're you're saying to them. I hey I support you on your journey of success. I support your celebrations. I support your adversities I support you. Okay, and so that's what you do And so when we show up to the house of the Lord, what we are saying is God, Hey, I am supporting you. I'm coming to the church and I'm about to show you that I can show up for you today. I'm, you know, like when, when we think about, so I know I had a whole different type of, um, message today that I have all of these scriptures up that I thought I was going to be talking about. Um, But, uh, no, I apologize. I cannot enable my chat. The chat is enabled if you would like to um, speak on the chat, right? So, it's going to be, let's see. So, the chat is only for, for hosts and panelists. I apologize. So, I can select it for everyone, but when I do that, there are a lot of issues with that. So, I don't like doing that. So just go ahead and put your question here, right here at the Q&A, the questions and answers section. And I can see it just like I just see it here, okay? All right, so I try to minimize as many distractions as possible because this is a time that I have dedicated myself to making sure that I'm being obedient to God. So my self is always going to show up during this time because i have dedicated this time to the lord so when we are showing up at the house of god you're basically saying guess what i am making this time for the lord i'm gonna go to church i'm gonna be on time i'm gonna be punctual i'm gonna do all of that and so let me explain to you all let me explain this so i have been a hybrid worker for a while now right and i have grown accustomed to being a hybrid worker And so with me being hybrid, not hybrid, I'm sorry, remote. since I am a remote worker and not a hybrid worker, um, we don't really like changing it up. Right. Because if we become a hybrid worker and go into the office, it's like, okay, I'm so comfortable at home. I could, I could cook lunch. Um, while I'm at home, I could clean the kitchen. I can do some homework. I can do a lot of different things on lunch, you know. So, working remote is it's comfortable. Please enable mic. I have to say something. Okay, Robbie, I I see you, right? Um, but unfortunately, I will not be able to uh enable the mic for you, but what I can do is allow you to just go ahead and type your question here and then I'll respond to it there, okay? And so it's so important for us to make sure that we are, um, placing emphasis on showing up for God. Now, some people say, well, you know, I don't, why do I need to go to church to show up for God? Well, guess what? The other day I was talking about, um, I was talking, we were talking about Adam, uh, Cain and Abel. I was talking about Cain and Abel. In the Bible. Um, let me go to the book of Genesis and I'm gonna explain to you why this is so important to give God your best. Okay. All right, so that's the fall. I need to get to uh Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel, here we go all right so um in genesis chapter 4 it says adam made love to his wife eve and she became pregnant and gave birth to cain she said with the help of the lord i have bought forth a man later she gave birth to his brother abel now abel kept flocks and cain worked the soil In the course of time, in the course of time, Cain brought someone some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord, and Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, right? So let's talk about this for a minute. So I was reading this with someone, and I was like, well, when you look at, what abel offering was he bought the fat portions so when you think of just say if you are an animal lover so there are a lot of different animal lovers right and when your first animal the, the when you when you have a pregnant animal and she gives birth to the first breed those are usually the healthiest animals those are usually like the 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 biggest ones the fat ones like they're They're going to come out looking healthy than all the rest of them. Now, sometimes there may be complications. So please understand if there are complications, of course, I'm not talking about the ones that are having complications. I'm talking about the livestock of the firstborn of the flock. This is usually the, the flock, the ones that everybody wants, right? Because it is like the best. So um Robbie says, hey guys, I love Jesus. So that, that's really good, Robbie, that you love Jesus. We we love Jesus too. So um, and Abel, so when, when Abel did this, right, it says that he gave fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. So this was like the best of the flock. All right. And so the Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering because Abel gave God his best. So when we're going through things in life, we may not have nothing to give besides our praise to God. So if we get up and we show God, we're going to come to his house like he says in his word for us to do in Hebrews 10 and 25, where it says, not neglecting. Not neglecting. Let's look at the NIV version. So the NIV version says, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching so how can we encourage other people if we're at home if you are at home how is god using you to encourage anyone because see god wants you to come to church because when you come to church you're encouraging the people maybe just your presence is what is encouraging maybe just a person seeing you show up gives them the ability to want to show up so guess what not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another so when we go to church we can encourage each other maybe you having a bad day you go to church and you crying like oh god i need you i need you so guess what now you can have somebody right there right there on the scene right there next to you right there next to you to have access to you to pray for you right then and there about your situation yes you can definitely receive your prayer through the the television But it isn't the same to have a personal prayer with someone who could possibly be a prophet just sitting right next to you. So it's so important for us to be able to give God our best. God, I don't got the energy today. I don't have the energy, Lord, but I know you can give me whatever I need. God, refuel me. I need refueling. Give me the energy that I need to sustain this battle, this adversity, God. I need you, God. Are you listening? Don't leave me, God. You show up for God in your weakness. Oh, God, I know I'm refueled. I know you're refueling me. I can do this. I can do it, God, because you are with me. So I can get up. I know I can get up. I can go to this church today. So you get up. And you go to church. God like. There you go my baby. Right? She did it. He did it. Despite the circumstance. You showed up. So now that the the most part is overcome. You've overcome the most part. You just got up. You went out the door, no matter how many different directions your man was going in, no matter how many different, I forgot this, I forgot that, I forgot. You didn't almost forget the key to get in the car to pull off. Don't even know what you did with it, but now you got to go back and find it. But you made it. So God acknowledges that just as much as your friend acknowledged. When you are coming to church uh you know to their wedding just as much as you going to their birthday celebrations just as much as you come into their uh christening or you going to their uh bachelor parties when you're going to whatever pagan uh holiday it is you're going to go do an easter egg hunt you want to go do whatever you're doing they remember the time that you dedicated to show up How are you dedicating your time to God? Showing up. Show up for God. God didn't say, hey, 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 you know, it's a requirement that you be here. And don't be late, because if you're late, you're going to get audited. God didn't say that, okay? So, what God is saying, don't forget our meeting together, as some people do but encouraging one another so we are to encourage each other we do this at the assembly the local church you go to church you could be going through one of the worst experiences in your life you go to church and god has already healed you soon as you go in you could be just begin to cry you don't even know why you're crying you just oh god now you it's like you feel the presence of the holy spirit yes you can get all of those things at home But guess what? God acknowledges when you make the move. It's about you understanding who God is. It isn't about, oh, well, see, it don't say that in the Bible nowhere. No, it says, don't forget the, don't forsake the assembly of ourselves together. Don't forsake the assembly of God that's the new king james version don't forsake the assembly of ourselves together so if you are close to god you're going to know what god wants you to do do you need god to tell you every single step that you need to make every single time you make it like oh god should i brush my teeth right now oh god which area of my edges should be laid out you don't need god to give you a direction on how to lay down your edges you don't need god to tell you to brush your teeth every day you don't need god to tell you every single thing because when you are equipped with the holy spirit you are going to know exactly what god wants you to do there when I when I go on an interview for a job, let me let me just explain this, okay? When I'm interviewing and it's not remote, I say, well, you know, I will consider a hybrid role. Don't get me wrong, but I'm more of a results-driven person, and I don't mind showing the results. Not every position's not every position is gonna require you to work hybrid. I'm not, a, I'm not in the manufacturing industry, right? So I'm not going to be working in a warehouse. Why would I need to come up to work, all right? My job entails me working on the computer all the time. So if I'm working on the computer, what do I have to do? I am going to make sure that deadlines are met and all of, all of my work is complete and accurate with quality, not just quantity, with errors. There should be less than a margin of 1% of human error especially when you're working at home you should have no errors actually it's unacceptable you should have quality check your work at least two or three times before you even even said okay this is complete so the thing about all of this is we have to show up for god and understand what god wants us to do when you are a child of god you don't have to ask your parents how you're supposed to act in school when you are in third and fourth grade because if you're jumping on the tables in third or fourth grade and you don't have a like a learning disability or a, a mental health concern and you're just going around just playing around in school as if school is a social event well you should know better When you understand God and his principles, you are going to know certain things. You don't don't want to have to look in the Bible and be like, oh, well, see, show me where that is written. Well, guess what? God wants me to show up. Even though I won't show, I don't want to show up to a job because it it shouldn't be a part of my job description when society has changed. Society is more of a hybrid society. So I work remote and that's what I plan on working, remote. Today I was watching um I was watching this show, I've been watching this show called Suits. I actually don't like watching television that much. Um I never have. And so all of my close friends and family, including my children, they all know I don't like TV. But sometimes I will watch it, okay? And I've been watching the television show called uh Suits and i was like oh i think i miss working in the office and so that reminded me of just having that human to human contact you know and um so i I think that if you prefer to work remote it's good and if you want to work hybrid i think it should be given as a as a option say okay well i'd like to work hybrid maybe a couple times a year you know or a couple months out of the year whatever your preference is it should correlate with your job description you can't work hybrid when you're working in construction duh right so just be realistic about your goal setting so when we're talking about God and understanding who God is you gonna you are going to know what God wants you to do now when it comes to certain decisions like I always say God I want you included in my decisions I want you included in my choices now when it comes to my nails since I have consistently battled over like the design of my nails, and it, within my culture, and also my daughter, she has nails so long. In fact, well, she used to. Well, I w- I was just saying, how can you use the best the restaurant with that? I don't understand it. Um, and then I don't want my nails looking like an animal. Like I don't want them, like Argh. like I'm looking like a lion. I don't want cat nails, right? I don't want my nails so pointy, and I just got poked myself in the eye so i don't like that and then when i'm getting round nails you know everyone is like oh you know how old are you my nails look so old because i like round nails and so they grow so fast see they're really long they're not that long i have to get them cut every single month and so my uh, nail technician he says well that's because you're healthy when your nail when your nails are growing really fast like that, it's because you are healthy. And so when I think about what he's saying, I'm like, okay, well, he's an, a nail expert. But see, God is a God expert. God knows every single thing. He knows how I should wear them, He knows what influences people, what doesn't, you know. And so I don't want to be influencing people with no, I don't want to influence anyone in any type of negative way. Because I know the things that I used to say out of my mouth and the things that I used to say out of my mouth probably could convince the entire room or whoever was in there to believe what I'm saying. Because see, when you are a person that is drawn off of facts and logic and realistic things and are an analyst, the way you viewed them, the way you view certain uh situations aren't going to be viewed the way that other people normally would view them and so when i get my nails done sometimes i do say god i I just want to know what shape i should get you know i I haven't really fully decided i like almond oval but every time i go to the nail shop they you know if it's a different person like i'm in chicago i'm not going to my regular nail tech. You know, I I have a nail tech here in Chicago. I've been going to for 15 years or longer. And we have agreements and sometimes we have disagreements. But he knows exactly the way that I like my nails. I haven't been going to him. So deciding about nails, that could be an issue for me. And some people will say, oh, well, they're just nails. Well, they're not okay they're not just like nails i have to work with these nails i have to type with these nails i have to do everything with my nails on these are my real nails and so like within the culture of african-american culture there are so many women who you know they like their nails pointy they look like almost like a nail You know, and then I mean like a a nail that you hammer in a wall nail like the nail is so pointy like no I don't want it looking like that. I've never had those type of nails And so I want to just be presentable And so sometimes when you find yourself In a position like that what it means is that god is working on me in an area that is weak so I feel that i'm weak in the area of the design and the shape of my nails because i know that sometimes it can send the wrong type of message it's specifically when i'm talking so today um i pull up to my mom's building and i'm like okay so we sitting here for like an, an hour and i'm like uh hey you know you're you're pulling up and i've been waiting here an hour So that's my park. I'm on a park there, okay? And so the man he said, That's you, Staris. Aren't you Deanna's daughter? Because me and my mom, we have the same first name. We just have different last names. I have my father's, my dad last name. And so it's so interesting because he says, That's that's you, Staris. And I said, Yes. And so he said. It's so nice seeing you, it's nice seeing you, but I didn't want the park. I said, okay, good. Cause I've been waiting here a long time for this park, you know? And so the person that was in the car with me, I'm, I, he said, you were moving your finger. I said, I was moving my finger. He said, yeah, I'm, I'm, you say I'm a park over there. I've been waiting a whole hour. I didn't, I didn't even realize that that's something that I was doing. So sometimes our body language, the way we speak and the way we communicate with people you know, um, it says a lot. And your nails could, you know, give off the wrong impression. Maybe not for some people, but it does, okay? Because you want to be appropriate. And so when you find yourself in a position where you doing something that where, you know, you, you're not sure of, ask God. I don't care what it is it may not be nails for you it may be something else but for me i know what it is and i know that i don't want to do anything that offends somebody because sometimes people and their perception is all wrong and it's not like you caring about the perception right you caring about the perception of god like god is it okay for me to do this you know because god says here let me let me let me show you this scripture john 17 and 16. it says okay let me just go uh hold on okay second corinthians go so go to second corinthians chapter 10 verse 3 through 6. it says for though we live in the world we do not wage war as the world does the weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world on the contrary they have divine power to demolish strongholds We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of god and we take every thought to make it obedient to christ and we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is complete so let's look at the king james version for though we walk in the flesh we do not war after the flesh okay Let me go to another scripture. john 15 18 through 25 it says if the world hates you know it has hated me before it hated you if you are of the world the world will love you as its own but because you are not of the world but i chose you out of the world therefore the world hates you remember the word that i said to you a servant is not greater then his master if they persecuted me they will also persecute you if they kept my word they will also keep yours but all these things they will do to you on account of my name because they do not know him who sent me so let me look at the king james bible if the world hates you You know that it hated me before it hated you. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hated you. So let me explain this. If you are of the world, you will be doing things just like the world. You're going to get your hair done like everybody else in the world. You're going to want to dress like them, act like them, live like them, talk like them, sing like them, do everything like the world. But you're not of the world. So you're not going to desire those things see everyone everybody keeps saying well see god when you are what what I, what let me explain this i'm trying god help me holy spirit so this is basically when you are living in this world and you say that you can't do the things that you want because you are a child of god are you really a child of god Because you should be doing the things that you want. Like, I do the things that I want every single day. I want to pray to God. I want to go to church. I want to understand God better. I want to praise and worship God. I want to sing to the Lord. I want to show my appreciation for God. I want to do all of those things. Because these are the things that I want to do. So, like what i don't get is i do get but let me explain to you why you're feeling that way why you're feeling like the things that you want to do you can't do let me explain that to you that is because you are still holding on to the things in this world let me explain this too i Never want to go to a party where they drinking, smoking, and doing all type of worldly stuff. I have no interest in that whatsoever. I never want to fornicate ever again. I don't want any man kissing me in my mouth. I don't want no man touching me on any parts of the round spots on my body. Period. So I don't fornicate. And I haven't since June 10th of 2022. So let me explain this. I do that because that's not something that I ever want to do again. Because when you feel God, when you experience God, you are not going to want to betray God. And when you do those things, you're going to feel like you betray God. Like, ah, God, I was thinking bad. Why was I just thinking that? No, uh uh-uh, uh. I rebuke, uh uh-uh. uh. I take my thoughts into captivity right now for anything that exalts itself above the knowledge of God, and I make my thoughts obedient to Christ. Oh, God, why did I just think that? Oh, God, I know why. See, so like, God. I take my thoughts into captivity for anything that would exalt itself above the knowledge of of God. And I make my thoughts obedient to Christ right now in Jesus' name. Because guess what? It doesn't matter if the world don't understand. I would like for them to understand. And so I say, God, I want to be able to finish and complete your will. I want to do what you want me to do. God, I want to please you. I mean that. i i had a talk with somebody and it was so like it was a powerful discussion and i said sometimes i may not be able to relate to the things that you're experiencing and sometimes you may feel that i'm avoiding you and i don't care but it's not that i don't care it's not that i'm avoiding what you're feeling it's not that i want to ignore it it's not that i you know i don't want to try to understand but what i do know how to do is i know how to pray now i always knew how to pray but i know how to pray about situations that remind me of those experiences that i went through i know how to seek god and trust god so when i tell you to trust god when i tell you to seek him when i tell you to just pray to god just take it to god i'm telling you what i've done to overcome the things that i've experienced in my life so i don't want those things that is going to lead me to be stressed out i don't want no stress i don't want it because god took it away i don't out that depression oh let me explain i went i did go through some depression when my when my fiance died I nobody understood what was happening to my mind. I was oh god, all of these plans that we had together. What do I do now? We have a whole future planned. Even though we have arguments and debates about stuff, we still have a future. So like that bothered me too. Because everything can always be worked out regardless of whatever a person is experiencing in their life. You talk about it, you plan, let God lead you, and always know that whatever you go through in this lifetime, whatever you go through in this world, that the same brain that helped you become an overcomer is going to be the same brain that God is going to use to allow you to overcome what you need to. In your current life and in your future life. so don't think that your problem is going to last forever because it can't last forever so i don't want to relate to that depression i can only give you my testimony about how i came out of depression i can only help you understand how it come how to come out of stress i can help you do that i can help you understand what it means to have a cheating spouse even when you just do everything that spouse won't sexually it still is meaningless because if a person has a condition or a sexual addiction they're going to be doing what they want to do anyway it doesn't matter how you look it doesn't matter where what how presentable you are it don't matter how good you are in bed or what you what you agree to in bed sexually so what what matters is 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 that person okay you can't attach your happiness to someone else when they have the ability to switch up on you at any time god don't change up on you god is not gonna switch up on you so you can trust god you can trust the process you can trust that god is going to always be there so you don't you don't like don't just put everything into you know like the depression or the anxiety or the stress that you get when when you focusing and placing emphasis on depression and you're focusing on your stress level what's happening in the now how are you going to overcome when people are going through experiences in their life you may not understand people don't understand what i went through in my life many times but I was able to talk to God and God gave me the ability to overcome. And so that's what I can help you do. I can help you overcome. I can help you refocus, but it starts with you understanding that your internal happiness should come from God. Your confidence should come from God. I don't need you to tell me I'm pretty. I believe and know that I am pretty. I remember when i was modeling when i was in california i was um young and so i was putting on all these different clothes and outfits and pins and stuff was poking on the side of me because what happens is when you're trying on clothes and you're shaped different like just say your stomach or your waistline is is smaller they have to put pins on to attach the wardrobe to you and then you gotta pose and Take photos and stuff. And so when I did that, I was so uncomfortable. I was so uncomfortable. They put all this makeup on my face and it felt like my skin couldn't breathe. I couldn't, I like, ah, oh, what? And then every after every take, you putting on all this makeup all over my face and then I'm getting poked with pins and stuff. I was like, this is not something that I want to do. So you just have the perfect shape. Your skin, your, you know, like, no. I don't want to be a part of that. I tried it. I didn't like it. So what I'm, what I'm trying to say is this it's like, it's about what internally, the internal things, how are you being impacted internally? Are you allowing God to change and shift your focus? Right? You don't want to do these things um that are gonna make you feel like oh well see i see when you serve god you can't do what you want to do see i don't want to do the things that the world doing i don't even care what they doing don't tell me about that person on social media i don't care nothing about it what i will do is pray for them if you show me something now i'm going to pray about it because that's what god put in my heart i have changed and so I just don't like, you know, sitting there. I, I never like gossiping because I don't want to hear your doubt and unbelief. And if you got something to say about somebody, please call them or present them. Why are you talking? Don't talk about somebody. They can't defend themselves. So for instance, when I, if I hear a man, when I used to hear a man talking about another man that isn't present in the room, I would be like, well, why are you talking about him? He not, that's, that's what women do. You shouldn't be doing that. That's not a good look on you. Don't don't have any women's tendencies. Don't don't do that. That's that's not that's not your position. Men are not supposed to do that. Come on now, you could at least wait until that person is around before you get to talking about them. Don't do that. Don't talk about nobody behind their back. It's it's slander. It's gossip. We I, who knows if you're telling the truth. I don't care how reliable you want to appear to be but it's more reliable when that person can defend themselves and speak amongst amongst whoever you talking to them about with. So remember that if you are of the world, the world will love the world love their own. They gonna love you. If you, you doing the things to please them, you're acting like them. You want to be like them. You want to drive like them. You want to have a husband and a wife, like everybody else. No, 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 no. What you need to be doing is seeking God. God, is this something that you want me to do? Is this a relationship that will lead to my marriage? I don't want to do anything against you right now, Lord God. I don't care how much smoke I'm around. I'm not smoking. I don't care how much alcohol around I'm around. I'm not drinking. That's not something that I want to do. When i wanted to do what i did you can't tell me anything it's my money and i do what i want with it that's the way that i was you can't tell me nothing because i always felt like my lower self was better than your higher self because of my relationship with god has always been good like i will talk i'm gonna i'm gonna go to the throne and i'm gonna talk to god about this see you that's what you didn't know that i was doing that's what some people don't know that i do and not meant, it's not meant for them, though. No. Because your relationship with God is your relationship with Him. But how are you going to the throne with God? How are you showing up? You know, because if you were showing up to the throne with, to talk to God, you would know that God wants you to be in church. God is not saying, oh, yeah, just stay home and just cook. It's okay. You could watch them on TV. If that's the case, we wouldn't have an assembly to go to. Everybody just stay home. No need to waste gas, absolutely not. So just because the conditions of COVID required a stay-home order doesn't mean you had to stick to the conditions that are set out for this world. Not when it comes to God. Period. So, I want to, ooh, that's 56 minutes. Time time goes by so fast. It really does. So, today um we talked about the the what the pastor talked about um living a life that is not um with sin because when you're saved you no longer are subjected to those type of things but i want to go into the word today so let me go to this um so that that scripture that i was just reading was john 15 18 through 25. uh i think i just want to kind of just go here to uh this is not the scripture that I was looking at. Oh, I kind of like that. Look at that. That was that Bible hub. No, there wasn't Bible hub that I just clicked on. Hold on one second, please. What was that? Let me go back. Go back. Nope. Um. Okay, so Hebrews 12 and five. Hebrews 12 and five. And if you have completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son, it says, my son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you. What does this mean? This means that don't forget when God disciplines you, it should be a form of encouragement for you. So when God is showing me something, it's like, okay, God, what are you trying to show me specifically in this situation? Now, I know this was a bad situation, but what, what can I learn from this? That's because I have focused my mind. I've fixed my mind on learning. Learning from God, learning His Word, learning what He requires of me, sticking to it, being disciplined. So you don't want to be loose, right? You don't want to do. You don't want to be loose. So if you don't want to be loose, you need to have discipline in your life. Are you going to go to work and you're going to be three hours late? How long do you think you'll keep that job? It won't be very long. Because a person that shows up three to four hours late for workers loose. They not they not, their mind is not set on on their work or their job. They're doing what they want to do. If you sit up here partying every single day, how are you gonna ever get a job? You can't. Because your focus is on partying every single day. So who can you get upset with? You can't get upset with anyone but yourself. It's like, for me, when I made mistakes in my life and I've, you know, like chose to be friends with certain people that I knew was harmful, that I knew that was um, the caution to my relationship, that, you know, I had to say to myself, you know, like, mm-mm no 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 whose fault is that it's my fault so when you marry you no longer you no longer can let your parents interfere in your marriage you can't let your friends who going out here cheating all the time tell you about you know unless unless you like having threesomes unless you like being a swinger you are going to like doing that type of stuff and when you if you do it, then you going to like it. So then how you going to unlike it when God tell you to don't do it? So quit putting yourself in positions that will cause you to be more and more synonymous with the world. That's not the way God wants us to be. We can't be synonymous with the world. Share your husband, you sharing your wife. And you think good things are gonna come out of that no just feelings are gonna grow with other people and now y'all gonna be sharing each other's problems y'all might as well just live together then because your your happiness is then you're gonna be having inconsistencies internal inconsistencies eternally emotionally so um let me go to Some of the things that the pastor talked about today in church. All right. He says, I like what he said. He said that you cannot have the presence of a victorious God. If you're defeated, let me say that again. You cannot have the presence of our victorious god if you are defeated because see god is made perfect in your weakness that's what the bible says so if god is perfect in our weakness that means that when i am weak i am perfect to allow god to work in my life, in my weakness, God is allowed to help change who I am. Why? Because of vulnerability. In your weakness you are vulnerable i'ma say that again in your weakness you are vulnerable but who are you vulnerable to are you vulnerable to the people who also can't help themselves so you put yourself at the mercy of people They cannot even help themselves. They can't even solve their own problems. They fail themselves, but you put yourself at their mercy. Why would that make sense? We make ourselves vulnerable to God. Because in our weakness, God can work in us. In our weakness, we can hear God. In our weakness, we will be obedient to God. See, in your weakness, you listen to people that fail themselves. In your weakness, you thought what your friend was saying was right, but she sent you off. In your weakness, you sitting out there listening to the people who gossiping about you and you telling them your life and pouring out yourself to them. In your weakness, you trust them not to slander you, but they do the latter and they slander you anyway. Because as soon as they mad, they going to talk about you behind your back. Specifically when you was in your weakness. so why not make yourself available to God and show up to his house say God I ain't had the energy but thank you for refueling me God I need you to refuel me so Hebrews 12 and five and have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as father as a father addresses his son it says my son do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you don't get mad at God because he allowed you to go through that you were not listening to him in your weakness You was listening to your cousins you was listening to your so-called friends that slander you you was listening to all the people that will never help you when you're down so don't get mad when god is disciplining you and allowing you to go through experiences you can't even show up at the house of the lord but you show up at weddings you show up at graduation celebrations you showing up at where at all type of stuff you just showing up for just showing up i'm showing up for this fish fry i'm showing up for this barbecue i'm showing up for fireworks you gonna show up But you you don't think god see all the other things that you make time for besides him you showed up to work to get that check you showed up for your kids you showed up for your spouse you showed up for that girl you showed up at the liquor store You can't show up to the house of the Lord, but you showing up to everything else. You going to show up to the softball game, the hood softball games. You going to show up to all the rest in peace days, all the rest in peace day, rest in peace to this person, rest in peace to that person. You going to show up to all the rest in peace parties. and then you gonna show up to church late and be like oh nah see we could just have church at home you don't think god seeing it see nothing happens by coincidence nothing so if god allowed COVID to be a condition to condition the so-called wannabe children of god to stay home and never go to church then what does that tell you it was orchestrated it was planned that way because see god already knows the hearts of people so let let ask yourself this i'm not saying that everybody that that just had church at home is wrong i am simply telling you this what are you learning from being at home how are you encouraged are you encouraged have you found yourself being better or worser sitting at home if your life is an improvement there is no way that you can serve a victorious God and have a defeated attitude see because my God gives me victory so I am not a victim i am a victor i have victory i'm not no victim i have been a victim but i am in victory because i serve a victorious god so how are you attaching your emotions so let me let me i want to talk about my so today um the pastor what he had mentioned was um he had mentioned uh hedonist now every time i think about the word hedonist i think about my grandfather because my grandfather always said life is about pleasure it's about pleasing yourself and so that's all my grand used to say you know if it don't please you don't worry about it that's a hedonist so let me look at the word hedonist itself It says, one of the um, Cyrenaic school of ancient Greek philosophers, one who advocates or acts upon the theory of hedonism, one who regards pleasure as the chief good, one who believes in hedonism. The Marian Dictionary says, a person who is devoted to the pursuit of pleasure, someone who practices hedonism, let me explain to you what this means all right in layman's terms you get your hair done because it should please you you go and get these nails because it pleases you you buy these clothes because it pleases you you buy your houses your house because it pleases you, the car pleases you, all of these things, the furniture, it pleases you. Your everything, it pleases you. But you have to understand this: Eve failed in the Garden of Eden because of what was pleasing to her eyes. So you need to start and go some them things that you think is pleasing to you and so yes i did have a shoe addiction but a shoe addiction wasn't the only thing i have i have always been very outspoken and i talked about my dad before and my dad is brute. my dad was brutally honest he was so honest that he would say something to you and it would just it will make a person think about it probably for years my dad was brutally honest period like that's, that's brutally honest he did it's not oh he, well, when one thing that he did is to tell me that i don't think that i said this ever on the podcast but my dad always used to say well i'm not gonna use the language but i'm gonna tell you what he said and i'm gonna tell you how god transformed me away from that so my dad always tell me He say, "F him," and that is a profane word. All right, and I'm not gonna use that language because I don't use profanity. So he'd be like, "F him." Oh, well, 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 if he hurts your feelings, F him. Forget about him. If that happened, F him. So I went through life saying, like, if I had a problem at school, my dad be like, "F him. Forget it." (laughs) He just say, "F everybody." That's the way my dad talked. And that's the way that my dad lived a real, in real life. F him. That's all I would hear. Like it, it was like nothing else. My dad always say, focus, focus, stay focused. And stay focused on what you have to do. So when you constantly hear, like I heard this, I don't remember, maybe it's since I was in second grade. I always heard him say, F him, F him, F him, F him, F him. F him. That's so like, really my attachment to like really like be concerned about things that don't matter was never there so the only thing that ever matter is my kids and my 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 marriage so i always put my kids on a pedestal and i felt like i had them be before God. Like I I put my kids higher than I placed God. Because I was like so excited when I had kids. I wanted to have 7 kids. And so I feel like I went through an experience that could have led to me never believing God again. Because of what I went through. Like God, why was you? Why would you let this happen? You are God. And so it's like, when you go through experiences, I could have just said F you know, like at the time when you feel like God isn't answering you, it makes you feel like you reject God because you feel like he's not responding and like, God, where are you? Are you listening? And so with me coming up with just constantly, always hearing my dad say, just F it, F it, F it, F it, you know, F them, F them. So like, it's like everybody that try to give me advice on anything. I just say F them, F them and their advice because they don't know what I'm going through. They didn't know what I was experiencing. They don't know how, what I was feeling. So Being able to transform from that. I would say that I I don't know if I really did like fully care about other people's feelings. Because they, they could tell me something and I would just, I would listen, but I am, I have always been honest about things too. But I do have emotional intelligence. So I can't say, okay, well, maybe you should do this. So like, I may not use the same tone of voice with my sons like the way I use the tone of voice with my daughter. Because I know that my daughter has a more emotional connection with her emotions than my boys do. So what I'm trying to say is that, you know, when you're going through things in life, You can't allow your upbringing to shape your future. You have to allow God to come into your heart and change you. You have to. Because it's like with me not caring about the opinion of other people. If you didn't, you didn't go through my experience. So why would I care about your opinion? You didn't dedicate time in school the way that I have. So why would I even consider what you're saying? You haven't made an investment into your future. You haven't even made the sacrifices. You've in, affixed your face on the TV. You've affixed yourself to a socioeconomic status. You've affixed yourself to a status quo. I've been reading and reading and reading and reading and reading and reading and reading, and reading while you were doing that. So like, I don't compare myself to people. And i don't do that i never have i don't like comparing myself to people because i feel that the things that i've done in my life was different than a lot of people because you you have to know that i could have made the same choices i could have chose that baseball player i could have chose this career i could have chose that career i could have done this i could have done that i didn't choose that Because, see, I wanted to make sure that the things that I do in my life, that when I tell my kids something, that they can see and say that my mama, if my mama say that you could do this, I can do it. Because my mama gonna show me that if she did it, I can do it. So I dedicated my life to trying to show my children that No matter what you go through in life, you are an overcomer. It doesn't matter about the experience. It doesn't matter about the level of pain. It doesn't matter about nothing that you go through. It doesn't matter about your choice of options. Just because you have the option, why would that make it good? Because you have the option. Does that equate to it being good? Absolutely not. So you weigh your options, you include God in your life, and you take God on your journey so that you can overcome whatever is presented to you. And not just overcome things, but you're, you're choosing the right things. I heard somebody say, um, just the other day, they say, uh, yeah, I love that music right there that song hot that's good that's good how's that good when all they doing in the song is talking to all they saying in this song is just evil stuff woe unto the person who called good evil and evil good who says bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter first of all you have to understand that it has nothing to do with being religious it's everything to do with your perception the bible tells us this woe unto the person who says evil is good you saying that that's good how is that good well my daddy was telling me oh just f my daddy my daddy just would if it was us to my dad i'd just walk around and like ah like, oh, yeah well forget it you know you get over it you'll be all right you know but i don't have that perception i let it go Because I'm telling you now that my dad will just be like, F him, F him, F him, F him forever. But no, no, no. That's not what God say. God said that It's not the, it's not the healthy that need a doctor. It's the sick. It's the people that are sick with depression. People that are sick with anxiety. People that are sick with stress. So we have to remember what God wants for us, okay? So let I want to go to Colossians 2 and 14. Having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us, he has taken it away, knelling it to the cross. The things that have condemned us. Which, when you walk around, you just say F it, F it. Who cares? Don't nobody care about that. Like, just because you feel a certain way about me and you thinking down on me and you look at me in a negative way, I'm not impacted by that. I literally can sit there and listen to somebody to talk about me for hours and it I know who I am on the inside. So they wouldn't bother me. Because I'm praying and I'm giving to God and I'm not worried about nothing. Because internally, I know who I am. See, one thing about... Uh, Getting a PhD is something that the one of the main things that I learned is during the research process we are required to Make sure that we address the gaps identify the gaps, right? Then we want to synchronize Then we want to uh, synthesize Then the number one thing is we want to make sure that we can explain why do people care about it? so why should i care about your opinion about me when i know who i am why should i care if you say that you this and you that and you this and that but this ain't that i'm not that all right so like i know that i am more than a conqueror i am the salt of the world god said the salt that means i am giving flavor right because god is full of salt if god say i'm the salt of the world god is what he more than the salt he more than the flavor that you gonna get so uh another thing that the pastor said today let me go to this he said oh let me go that scripture first So you go to um First John four and four. It says, "Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world." You get it? Greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. Greater is the Holy Spirit inside of me than the spirit that is in this world. I always say that. It's just every time when I'm praying. A lot of times when I pray. There's so many different prayers that I just pray. Every time I'm thinking about stuff to God, with God, I, I just, God, this is who I want this specifically to apply to me. So the pastor said, this is what he said. You cannot have the presence. No way. I read that. The one that is great in the world has only been great because of the allowance. Of the one that is greater woo! amen today hallelujah let me let me when i when he said that that's power right there that's understanding what god is you got to understand what god is saying through this scripture because he referring to first john four and four greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world so you can the one that is great in the world has only been great because of the allowance of the one that is greater let me explain to you what that means that right there is revelation okay god is speaking let me tell you something let me let me go to this other scripture too i have to go here so we're going to go to james 1 and 24 and after looking himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like that's james 1 and 24. Going back to 1 John 4 and 4, there's a direct correlation with 1 John 4 and 4 and James 1 and 24. I believe that it's an indirect correlation. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is the Holy Spirit inside of me than the anger that this person is trying to give me from the world. Greater is the Holy Spirit in me than the slander this person is trying to get me to participate in this world. Greater is the Holy Spirit in me than the spirit that is in this world greater is the holy spirit the power that is within me than the person who is trying to get me to fight them in this world greater is the holy spirit in me than the spirit in this world greater is the holy spirit in me than me and any desire that i will have that is not of god in this world Greater is the Holy spirit inside of me. Greater is the Holy spirit than the desires of the flesh, then the desires to lust, then the desire to fornicate, then the desire to party, then the desire to smoke, then the desire to drink greater is the Holy spirit on the inside of me. Than everything that is going on in this world. Greater is the love in me of the Holy Spirit and the love of the Holy Spirit than the depression that is in this world. Greater is the Holy Spirit inside of me than the stress and anxiety in this world. Greater is the Holy Spirit in me to guide me in this confused preconditioning world. Greater is the Holy Spirit in me. So don't be. Like the man after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. James 1 and 24. See, you say you love God, but when that desire come up, you didn't forget. You didn't forget what you just said. You say you love God, but guess what? When it's a desire to have sex, guess what? You didn't forget your commitment that you made to God. How you forget? No, 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 no. See, you got to go back to the moment that you allow the gift of the Holy Spirit to come into your life. The Holy Spirit. You're not going to want the same things no more once you get the Holy Spirit. you talking about God. God, yes, God. You can't serve a victorious God and serve sin. Serving the sin of your flesh going to lead to you being drunk. Serving the sin of your flesh going to lead to you fornicating and having sex with somebody you're going to regret. Fornicating and having sin, serving sin, is going to lead to you getting high and not completing not one single task. Because guess what? There's a correlation between people that smoke marijuana and them not completing their task. They don't complete nothing, they start it and then they don't finish. So if you serving sin, you serving the flesh. That means you looking at yourself. Going at, and, and right after you look at yourself, you forget what you look like. You forgot what you said. You forgot the commitment that you made. You forgot that you got the power of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. That you now you didn't gave in to the depression. You didn't gave in to the stress. You didn't gave in to the anxiety. You didn't gave in to to all of the the poverty. You didn't gave in. You don't even try no more. But God ain't God. God Don't want you to be like that. God don't want you doing that. No, He doesn't. God do not want you being that way. God wants you to do things that are commendatory to Him, where you can be commanded, where you can have, you know, you know, like you, you can just have uh inspiration and encouragement because guess what god is going to remind you that you don't need discipline in that area you've already perfected it you're disciplined already you mature you don't need milk see the word of god tells us in matthew about how you know there's some people that still need milk when they should be teaching the word of God, instead they still need milk. They learning like they in elementary school the word of God when they should be teaching it. You can't be learning the word of God like you just in kindergarten. You don't want to learn the word of God like you in elementary school. You want to learn the word of God like you are a mature adult. the way you do that how do you do it you study it you read it pick up your bible there's no way that you should be unequipped without the word of god i bet you are not unequipped with your purse you're not unequipped with your car keys when you need to go outside are you you're not unequipped with your debit card so how you gonna go out in the world and be unequipped with the word of god my word of god is on the my phone i have the holy bible well if i need to go to a scripture i got to go to right in there I, I need something in the strong concordance and i need to know a word if i want to pick up the word and look up the word what word uh we gonna look at the word uh love the word love is in the bible 310 times there you go right there see that three hundred and ten times the word loves is in the bible once and that is in philemon the word loved is in the bible 98 times the word lovely is in the bible four times the word lover is in the bible four times the word loves is in the bible three times so if i want to become a theologist i am going to study the word of god and i'm going to study the strong concordance because guess what the bible is written out what the hebrew in the old testament and the, the the greek in the new testament you go outside you better be equipped with the word of god somebody asks you a question you say you know what let me look this up real quick let me get it to you i don't need to call nobody else on the phone and say hey hey what's that scripture See, you know, you know, the word of God. Well, how did I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get born and knew the word of God, did I? Did my mama have me and I knew the word of God as a baby? Absolutely not. I had to read it. So we have to read, we have to study. God tells us to study, to to show thyself approved a good worker, not ashamed of the truth. But rightly dividing the word of truth. No, rightly dividing the word of truth. So that this is what we're supposed to do. These are the things that we should be doing. So when you go back to um Colossians, right? Colossians 2 and 14, Jesus Christ's death on the cross canceled the charge of our indebtedness. So because of Adam's sin, that means we have a we had a continuation of sin. We had continuation. Of thoughts that were evil, our actions. In the world prior to Jesus, the world was sinful. We had a debt with what we owe God. You see, going back to Genesis, let me, what happened to, okay, Genesis, going back to Genesis. So, Genesis 4, so we see that Abel gave his fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock and the lord looked with favor on abel and his offering genesis 4 and 5 but on cain his offering he did not look with favor so cain was very angry and his face was downcast i want to go back up because i skipped over a verse that i that i shouldn't have so in um genesis 4 uh verse 3 it says uh in the course of time cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the lord in one verse it says that was from the ground so let me show you this this should be in the king james version um genesis 4 and uh 3 and in the process of time it came to pass that cain brought of the fruit of the ground and an offering unto the lord so cain His fruit that he gave God was the crumbs that fell on the ground. That is what Cain gave God. So back in the Old Testament, during those times, you have to understand that when when they were making offerings and like um like uh, offerings of rams and different things like that, sin offers, sin offerings. Uh, when they were doing those type of things, they had Cain to the altar with some of the best livestock like the top of the line livestock like if you are a farmer and you have like some of your best cows this is your top cow this is your top goats you know this is your best sheep the one that's leading the entire herd that when this this sheep do one thing then the rest of all the, the three or four of the other sheep gonna follow that one sheep and then all the rest of the sheep is gonna follow that one the leader of the sheep so this is the best so and in the process of time it came to pass that came brought of the fruit of the ground and offering unto the lord and so that's what he did. And that offering was not pleasable to God. And so I want to explain why Cain's offering wasn't respected by God the way Abel's was. If you showing up to God and it's 24 hours in a day and you sitting here giving God 30 seconds of prayer you think that that's pleasing to the Lord is that showing that you want to dedicate your life to him is that showing God that you really want to build a relationship so like if you like a, a woman that you want to marry that that you see that this woman you want to marry this woman this woman has potential or that man, you like, he didn't propose, you know, you're going to get him all your time and that's who you like. That's who you're going to marry. You're going to show him that you're interested. You're going to show him that, you know, you have confidence in your relationship. You're going to do things that are positive. You are going to do things that are admiring to that person because you want to show them like, Hey, you know, I, I like you. If you say you love God and God is in your life, but you are only doing the things that God wants you to do. Like a couple times a year. How is that showing that you love God? Now that's not my place to judge you. I'm asking you to ask yourself that. See, I'm not asking you to answer no questions for me because I'm not there in your presence. So I don't know what you're feeling or what you're going through. I'm asking you to ask yourself because the only one that knows your relationship with the Lord is you. Just because people see you going to church or some people see you worshiping God at home on Sunday don't mean that you loving God the way you should. You know better than anyone else. The amount of time that you spend with God. So if you're sitting there and you giving, if you go to church, I already said this analogy before. So I'm going to say it again. If you go to church once a month for two hours a month, that's 24 hours a year that you went to church. There are 365 days in a year. I'm gonna say it again. You go to church two hours out of the month, and there are 365 days in a year. That's 24 hours a year. How can God help you in 24 hours? You help encourage two in 24 hours. That's once a month and you mean to tell me you can't dedicate two hours out of the month in a year which is one day out of 365 days and you're wondering why you're going through what you're going through don't wonder why the depression is seeking in don't wonder why the depression is seeping into your mind and seeping into your thoughts and seeping into your life don't wonder because there is no way that you can serve a victorious God and be defeated so let me explain this I don't care what nobody think about me if i'm messing up i want to do right. so if you on this journey and you want to do right let's do right together i have uh some plans that i know that the lord want me to fulfill i would like to get a location i want to have a location where people can come to and get help like an outreach community. So I am trying to apply uh, for grants and different things like that. I am also going to be putting on my own money too. But I want to make sure that I'm not overwhelming myself in the way where I'm doing my podcast every single day. And I'm also going to school, getting a PhD. And I also have to work a full-time job. I do have bills that I have to pay. So I have to make sure that I am appropriating my time. And so pray for me that I fulfill everything that God wants me to do. Okay, I want you all to pray for me. Pray for my family. Pray for my mom. Pray for my sister. Pray for my grandbaby. Pray for my kids. Just pray. We just got to pray for each other. So I just wanted to say that you know um when we look at cain and how he gave his fruit that fell on the ground that's how he thought about god he thought low about god and god seen it he oh he wanted thing about giving god his his uh fat fruit like the i mean the fat uh like well in verse four and abel he also bought of uh, the first the first of his flock the fat the fat of the first of his flock he gave god the best of the best of the best he gave god the best of the best of the best let's look at the new living translation we'll see what that say so starting at um verse three the day came when came brought a gift of the fruit of the ground to the lord but abel bought a gift of the firstborn of his flocks and of the fat parts do you see that difference have you ever noticed when somebody not carrying you too high and you like well wait a minute uh, how you gonna discredit me you say here believe in this person when i'm the one that's been there i'm the one that been playing with you i'm the one that been helping you but you gonna listen to them it's like, wait, wait, how that work? You you gonna listen to somebody that that don't even pray with you, over the person that pray with you? How that work? How do that work? So they're not carrying you the way that you carry them. So what that means is they're not respecting you at a level that you respect them that means that you're not being looked at at a high standard you're being looked at and and perceived at a low standard and see when you do that god will show you how when you're looking down on people you're looking down at this person god will show you why they not that's see the word of god says here let's go to the word where the word says you go to luke 22 and 26 but you are not to be like that instead, the greatest among you should be the youngest and the one who rules like the one who serves the the King James Bible says, but ye shall not be so, but he that is greatest among you, let him be as the younger and he that is chief as he that doeth serve that doth serve that scripture is a little bit different than what I was um maybe hold on a second so we're going to go to mark 10 and 31 but many who are the greatest now will be the least important then and those who seem least important now will be the greatest then so when you are looking down on people or or you're looking at them in a way where you perceiving them to be low or at least God is guess what he making them great because you disqualified them. God qualified them. See, you can't disqualify me. Because your choices at this situation, you wouldn't make that same choice as me. See, I'm going to serve God with a gun in my mouth. I'm going to still praise and worship God. Because, see, I didn't been kidnapped. And I have had a gun put in my mouth. And I said, before you kill me, can I pray to God? So what you saying or what the next person saying you may never know what you would do in that situation sir or ma'am don't compare yourself to no one because you don't know what your choice will be you might be a grown man and scatter spiders that don't even look right but you just know that you just scatter spiders i've seen a grown man jump up so high to the ceiling because of a spider i was laughing so hard but i had my grandmother always said you have to respect another person's level of fear if they are afraid of of spiders you have you supposed to pray for them so don't be doing that that's not nice right so i i I figured that out and so even though i laughed, it it's like i have to control myself another thing that i noticed is that Lately, when I'm on the phone with customer service representatives, now I don't know who's been praying for me, but I know that y'all been praying for me. So every time I get on the phone, well, if I find myself getting a little angry, somehow I go into a mode where I have an extreme laughing. I just start laughing so hard. Well, the person starts laughing, and now we are not mad at each other anymore. So it's like, I go to a point of having a discussion. It's like, once we reach a certain level, I just like, wait, wait, what did you just say? And then I just start laughing so hard. It's so funny to me. And it's like the the Holy Spirit won't let me get angry. Because I'm choosing the Holy Spirit. I cry out to God, literally I do. So when you're going through something In your life, make sure that you calling on God because God is better to talk to than people. God is going to give you the answer. Whatever it is that you want to know, God will give you the answer that you need. So if I, you know, like if if I found myself getting mad about stuff, I don't even get mad. I start laughing now i was laughing so hard that i could not stop laughing and then a person started laughing with me so (laughs) it was just so funny so like that that's it's like god changes the entire trajectory of a situation whatever the situation may be god is changing it so we have to allow God to work on our behalf. You know, we can't walk around disqualifying people because the people who we disqualified, God has qualified. Okay. So let's go. Um, and I didn't get a chance to read Jonah. Uh, but I did want to read Jonah. So I want to let you all know that, um, we as children of god we are members of the body we are a group of people not just a small group we are the body of christ we shouldn't be going carrying god low When we doing things god and then if you have to listen i'm I'm trying to explain this the best way that i can holy spirit holy spirit thank you just allow me to just deliver this message so let me explain when you help god we don't want to be like giving cain the way i mean the way that cain gave to the lord cain didn't do his offering in a respectful way that was honorable to God. Don't keep doing things that is a disappointment to God. You can't show up 24 hours a year. You can't let go of these material things because you love them more. You can spend more time loving vanity then you spend understanding the will of God through his word. So you spend time drinking. You'll spend time partying, but you can't spend time reading the word of God. How you carrying God for real? How you carrying God? How are you carrying the Lord? In your perception about him. How are you carrying God in your perception? How are you coming with the Lord? You put all these other things before God. When you, when you could be sitting up here, you know, giving God your best. But instead of you giving God your best, you giving that man your best. You giving your manager your best? You giving your friends your best? Instead of you giving God your best. How can you give that man your best? when he gonna fail you how can you give your manager your best when they could fire you at will it don't matter about a union you still gonna go through some pain with that But you giving all these people your best instead of god when do you stop spending time doing the things that are not glorifying to god why you don't feel convicted you don't feel bad huh you don't feel bad about never praising god you don't feel bad about never going to church you don't feel bad about putting that man before you before you put god first you listen to everything he say but you ain't doing nothing to what god wants you to do But then you sit back and wonder why you depressed. Why you in that situation you in? Well, you keep making the same choices. You want to get out of poverty. Why you keep doing things that's keeping you in poverty? you want a good woman well why you keep sleeping with all the women that's loose you want a faithful husband but why you don't know how to be a supportive wife how are you gonna build yourself up see when i got married i didn't marry to get a divorce but it ended in divorce I was married when I was eighteen years old and let me explain this my choices hasn't always been centered on God because my husband it was an atheist. So let me explain that we have to make choices that will lead us out of the situation you want just because you had a thought of depression that's seeping in and telling you all oh, this you need to focus on it. focus on this problem focus on this defeat you know that, that you keep listening to people that's filled with doubt and unbelief Why would you expect anything different in your life if all you hear is doubt and unbelief? See, I don't want to hear your doubt and unbelief. Keep your doubt and unbelief to yourself. Faith comes by hearing hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. I don't want to hear that gossip. I don't want to hear it. Keep your doubting unbelief to yourself. Keep that infidelity mindset to yourself. Keep that poverty mentality to yourself. I don't want that depression. I don't want that stress. I don't want that anxiety because I started with victorious God. So faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. I don't want to hear what you're talking about. I don't want to hear nothing about, oh, okay, well, you want you want a husband, but all you keep doing is listening to a man that don't care nothing about you. He going to cuss you out as soon as he get a chance, crack you upside the head and then tell you he love you. So, what we have to do, if we want difference in our life, if we want change in your life, you're gonna have to make some different decisions. Don't be like the man in James 1 and, and, and James 1 and 4 that look yourself in the mirror and forget what he looked like. You didn't forget what you wanted. You didn't forget what God wants for you. You didn't forget what the power of the Holy Spirit can give you because there's no way that you can serve a God that is victorious and be defeated. So if you're still in poverty, it's because that's your decision. You choose not to be a giver. Because poverty is, is correlated with stingy people. Poverty is always going to be relatable to people that don't like giving. If you don't know what it means to give, then you welcome poverty into your life. If you don't know how to be a supportive wife, then you're going to welcome infidelity into your marriage. It's simple as that. Wake up. Wake up, oh sleeper. Wake up. So i'm gonna end on that it's a couple minutes left let me go ahead and pray (sighs) father god i just we come boldly before your throne of grace we thank you so much for just being a part of our lives Thank you, God. Um, we just ask that you just please allow your plan, will, and purpose to be fulfilled in our life. God, allow us to do the things that are not disappointing to you, that are not dissatisfying to you, that are not disobedient to you, God. But let us be obedient, satisfying, and pleasing to you, God keep us ten thousand steps ahead of every situation and circumstance in the name of jesus christ let us prevail and triumph over our enemies uh, over every single situation that will cause us to be defeated because god you are victorious god continue to give us the peace of mind that we need god peace be still in all of our minds in our hearts in the name of jesus christ God, reveal our wrongs so that we can change whatever it is that we need to change, God. Shaking and awakening everybody in this world. Whatever it takes, Lord. Whatever it takes. This includes all of us. No one is excluded. Help us to do your will, God. In the name of Jesus Christ, it is sealed in your atonement blood. Amen. Thank you all so much for joining me. I appreciate it. You all have a great night and I will see you all tomorrow.